0: listenership that's a big deal so it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast all you have to do is download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today but what i had to realize was that i was only seeing it through my own lens Mm -hmm. so it was like a life lesson for me i'm like oh shit because my first reaction like everybody's reaction especially when you're a guy i feel like our ego gets mm-hmm. in the way because you feel like you've done everything right mm-hmm. and when somebody still disapproves of it you st- you want to stop point fingers and say you shut the fuck up <laughs> you know but really in this case he was actually very he was actually very right uh-huh he was
1: wow that is a lot coming from David So to say that on a debate that the
0: in five, four, three, two, one <gasps> please close that door <laughs> all the way oh my god. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. How is everybody doing? Is your week blessed? If you guys have never listened to this podcast before, let me just reiterate to you what this podcast is about. Absolutely, nothing. My name is David So. I am your host. And today, we have a co- my co-host.
1: Is this a new intro? My,
0: hold on a second. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> my co-host, my fiance, Muriel Song, everybody.
1: I am now the new co-host. That means I will get commission. Four-time
0: Olympic complaining champion. <laughs> Gold medalist. Yes. The best at complaining yes. and finding something wrong about everything. Muriel Song, everybody. Woo! That is what she's good at.
1: That is 20% commission. Everybody.
0: You get no 20% nothing my butt. All right. <laughs> That's what you get.
1: Free labor? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yep, just like every Korean household, my parents didn't pay me at all to work at their store.
1: Never have free labor, guys. Says not the right thing to do. And it's
0: not free labor when this podcast is what keeps these lights on. <laughs> so it's never free.
1: <sighs> okay, fine, fair enough. Yeah. we'll talk later.
0: <laughs> Did you ever work for your parents?
1: Did I ever work for my parents? No. Okay. You, oh, you
0: never had to do like, like mm. go to your dad's business and help out ever.
1: No, cause my like first of all, my mom's business was uh, skincare, so there's nothing that I can do.
0: Like assistant work, office clerical work. She didn't make you do anything.
1: No, I mean, cause I was in elementary, like a first grade.
0: My dear, I was working at my parents' store.
1: Oh, <laughs> she wanted the, to- moment,
0: the moment I opened my eyes, I, I, I was at the cash register.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an You're counting money. I
0: am. I'm, dude, you think I'm lying?
1: <laughs> I, my
0: parents had me work that register as like I think when I was like nine. Eight, nine oh, years wow. old. so you
1: must have amazing guest service.
0: Remember when we first met, you were surprised that I knew how to like say money in Korean? Yeah. It's because I worked the register. That's
1: right. Yeah. When when I first met David, um, he's like, "Yeah, I know some Korean." And I was like, "Oh, great." And he started counting things in Korean. I was like, "Hold up. Hold up. How do you know to do that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I worked at the cashier at my mom's place." I was like, "Oh. That's pretty cool." Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't help anything from my parents. My mom wanted just to make sure I shut up. When I was at her clinic. Um, it was just her uh, and one client and for each appointment. So there wasn't really much to help out. My dad, it was like a business. I don't know what he did. But it wasn't like where I could go and help.
0: Dude, Mariel told me this funny story. Not even Mariel told me. Her dad told me this story. Nani. Where, where back in the day, like... Her mom, so her mom does like skincare and Eastern medicine type of stuff, right? Really, really cool stuff. And she's actually done acupuncture for me. Um, but <laughs> that was during this time. Mariel learned this phrase in Korean for to, to describe somebody who was like in between jobs, like in Korean, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, as a Korean man or just like men in general. Like in the past, or maybe even now, there's a lot of pride when it comes to like being a provider in the can house. I, can I can I tell Please tell the story. Okay. Her dad told me the story. Love this one. And he was like waiting to tell somebody this. Uh-huh. Like do you know what my daughter once said to me?
1: <laughs> okay. So, I watch a lot of Korean dramas, right? I grew up watching a lot of Korean dramas and I learned a lot of words from there. Like for example, shin, which means pregnancy, and I learned that from a Korean drama. So there's a lot of interesting words that you usually don't use in da- on daily basis that I learned. And one word I learned From a Korean drama, it. Oh, Dad. My dad and I were talking. This was what when I was like in fourth grade. He and I were talking, and he was in the process of learning, not learning, um, finding a different job. And so I was like, "Oh, so you don't have a job now, Dad?" And then he said, "No." I was like, "Oh, so you're a peksu?" And what peksu means is that you are an unemployed person. But when you also say that, it, I guess it has another definition, especially to man saying like, oh, you can't bring the money in.
0: It's like you're not a provider.
1: You're not a provider. <laughs> <laughs> so when I said, dad, you're a peck And I said it with a smile. He was like what the
0: fuck <laughs> like his only daughter basically is like, you can't provide for our home and then she's smiling in his face and just walks away and i
1: i've probably said it multiple times too i'm like uh, oh you're a peck she's like
0: at church telling everybody dude, my dad's a peck dude my dad's his job
1: is pexu.
0: that's so freaking fun her dad told me that story and he, you could tell he's been holding that for years <laughs> i'm like dude
1: i think he got he got so hurt that he he he, he, he found a job right away I don't know what that's good.
0: You changed them.
1: Yeah, I know. I did. See, things I do matter. All right. Think, should we talk about that, David?
0: (laughs) So, today was so interesting. So, just to give you guys a premise, right? And people who have been listening to this podcast or even know like how I comment, how I speak about things, I tend to do things not. It's how I grew up, right? How my mom is, how my parents, I say things, how I feel. Uh And I try to do it in the most respectful way possible. If you take it a a wrong way, knowing that my intention was good, I really don't give a fuck. (laughs) I I could care less. It has allowed me to be a very happy person. And it's Mm -hmm. also allowed me to create very strong bonds with people because they know that I'm very honest. Um, But as I've learned through Mariel being together with her, that there's a very fine line between being honest and once again, being an asshole. And I've talked about this topic consistently on this podcast and I've gotten really, really good at it. Right. Right. Um, you've I,
1: gone much better i
0: gotten really good at it Yeah. Right? the thing is I am still who I am and the, pro- and the good thing and also the problem is that everybody who's close to me is also like this so yeah, yeah. we you know we definitely tell white lies we tiptoe around certain subjects and topics because we're being very respectful mm-hmm. but when it comes to things that doesn't really affect like the core of who we are or it's just general topics about stuff mm-hmm. we just kind of willy nilly say our opinions we go yo that's trash that's fucking whack mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing that looks weird we say these things because it know because we know there's no evil intent behind it. We're just saying our opinion about stuff that we feel as friends we could mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Now, because I'm in a profession where I actually work with my friends, everything that we say isn't done in a corporate setting.
1: And very fortunate because you are working with friends who you already have this like foundation relationship and trust.
0: Yeah. And so it's 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 this weird space where I I found out today, and I have, I've known this too, right? But because in my mind, I feel like I've already done the steps to become a lot nicer, specifically through the way I interact with people and talk to people now. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I grew up a certain way. You know how I grew up. You see me talk to people. You see how we converse with each other.
1: It's, it's crazy. When he changes into his quote unquote old self, I'm like, where's my David? It's <laughs>
0: like well, where it's did like, he go? You know, we talk, we talked about code switching, right? But yeah. it's like how I grew up, and and you people could hear it now. They hear like hints of it, right? But I've learned to enunciate my words, slow down the way that I speak. Uh, I used to speak. If people think I talk fast now, I used to speak way faster.
1: Talk the way that you. I
0: am. I think I'm doing it right now.
1: Um, well, not with know. the all the know. accent. I and- don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know if it's an accent or not, but mm-hmm. we talk about code switching, right? Where sometimes we do things where uh, we, we speak in a way that makes either you feel more comfortable or somebody else feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But problem with that in a, in a corporate slash working setting is that when I, because I've been in my own world for so long, I think that everybody conducts themselves the way that I do, which isn't true, right? Very true. It's not, it's not true at all. Yes. I've just been very fortunate with the business partners that I've had yes. that they all communicate just like me. Yes. We don't have personal feelings when it comes to ideas or thoughts. If uh-huh. ideas are bad or whatever, somebody goes, that idea is not that good. It's dumb. Like we got to do something else. Nobody takes it personally. You just go, yeah, I can see that. But how about this? And then we do that, that, that back and forth. Because that's also how it's like in, in, in uh, writing rooms, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you were very fortunate that you found a circle where you guys are kind of similar. Like yeah. you guys don't really have hard feelings. No one's like super sensitive. No one comes from a background where it's like very PC. You guys all came from, a, not rough, but like very uh, transparent mm-hmm. where they're like, if something gets thrown on me, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take it personal. And yeah. they just keep moving out. And that's great. But David is now expanding his business to other folks that is not in, your, in his circle. So what that means is that there are going to be other personalities coming in. And even though David is out there, everybody knows him. Like he knows the personality. Like he still needs to figure out how to navigate properly so that the message that he's trying to portray doesn't come off the wrong way because not everybody will understand from the get-go, especially not not building that relationship with you.
0: Yeah, so like in business terms, like the way that I speak so casually, because other people have worked in a corporate setting, Mm-hmm. It, it gets interpreted interpreted so differently because corporate people, they bullshit a lot. They say things and they, they, they're they kind of tiptoeing all the time.
1: Let me rephrase that, David. In corporate, we try to make things as neutral as possible. They
0: bullshit a lot and they That's tiptoe. What <laughs> no, 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 no. They bullshit. <laughs> but this is a great example. This is the example
1: I'm trying to bring. Yeah. <laughs> I <think> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I was trying to do. I'm like, let me rephrase it. Co corporate side. This is how we would say it. But in David's world, You'll say bullshit.
0: If we say that, we'll probably get fired. See, and it means the same thing. (laughs) Yes. And I don't have any emotions behind it. I'm just saying it like how it is. Yeah. It's just like in the corporate world like this. Yeah. People read and interpret things so differently. They can't take things for face value, accept it and move on. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what did that mean? Why did they say that? Is it because they don't think I'm adequate? Well, who do they say that to? Did they say that to Jimmy over there? Jimmy, come here. Let me talk to you for a second. Read this Read This, this email is exactly
1: second. the reason why we make it as neutral so that there is no questions like this that we need to follow up with. And this is what we're, like we practice doing this and this is what we're used to. So those who people who are used to this kind of conversation, especially on emails or working, with, uh, working on business, going to your world and being so like blunt I might, it might take it the wrong way. You know what I mean?
0: Like I have my hands in in quite a few businesses and like I've been finding out recently, like the way that I communicate, it's, it's, it's not how people are used to, except for certain people within the group. Right. Mm -hmm. And because we've communicated like that for so long, like uh, recently I had like this email conversation, which in my mind, it was like a super nice email. Right. And I'm the type of person that if I have a problem with somebody, uh-huh. I'd say it to their face. Like we have to have face-to-face conversation because I want to see what's up and what you're about, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people can hide through words. We see that shit on Twitter. We see yeah. it on YouTube. And now it's like that in emails. I don't know this. I'm not a part of this like corporate jargon world. Yeah. So when, when people see me face-to-face, they could see if I'm angry, upset or not because it's in my emotions. Uh-huh. But a lot of the stuff in corporate world, if you don't write it a certain way, it always comes off aggressive. It comes off the meaning. It mm-hmm. comes off like that's how people initially react. Does this person think I'm stupid is what I'm finding out. Mm-hmm. Right. And in my mind, I'm thinking like everybody's just a bunch of pussies and bitches. But it's just a, <laughs> it's just a different world. Right. Yes. And because they have to deal with that on a 24-7 basis, this is the this is how they communicate. Mm-hmm. So. I basically wrote out this email and in this email, I kind of denoted that, oh, this is a good idea, but we should save it for another time. Mm-hmm. And how it was interpreted was it was like an attack on their integrity yeah and when we when we spoke to each other i got a little heated uh-huh. because i was shocked i was shocked because <laughs> i thought i wrote the nicest email ever you know and it came back as well i thought you were being the a exact opposite. opposite and i was like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> You
1: know? it, it was a curveball for you. It was a
0: curveball. I was like, and I was like, oh shit. And it made me doubt myself. I'm like, oh shit. And so as we're speaking to each other, I'm looking through the email and it made me double down. It's like, uh-huh. hold on a second. This is nice as fuck, you know, <laughs> in my mind. I'm like, this is nice as fuck. Here's the thing where I fucked up at is mm-hmm. just to go back at it. It's like, yeah, it was nice. It was super nice in my world. And yep. my world is very fucking nice. Mm-hmm. In this person's world, it, it could be interpreted as demeaning and disrespectful mm-hmm. because he comes from a different type of function. Fu- function. Mm-hmm. So I was judging things through my own lens versus mm-hmm. understanding where this guy was coming from. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, because, and I get concerned when people kind of get emotional about stuff that's very small. But what I had to realize was that I was only seeing it through my own lens. Mm-hmm. So it was like a life lesson for me. I'm like, oh shit. Because f- my first reaction, like everybody's reaction, especially when you're a guy, I feel like our ego Gets mm-hmm. in the way because you feel like you've done everything right, mm-hmm. and when somebody still disapproves of it, you st- you want to stop, point fingers, and say, hey, "You shut the fuck up," <laughs> you know. But really, in this case, he was actually very—he was actually very right. Uh huh. He was.
1: Wow, that is a lot coming from David. So to say that on a debate that the other person is very right, I'm going to take this moment.
0: What are you talking about? I'm take this. I moment, say it guys. all the time. He also explained himself very very well too. And like, I, I think we, we kind of met a middle ground, right? Yeah. It was like, okay, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I also want you to understand that when you work with me, if mm-hmm. I have a problem with you, I will always say it to yourself face to face. Any idea when it comes to a business, in my personal opinion and how we function is mm-hmm. that every idea should be heard, whether it's stupid or dumb or not, mm-hmm. because people are going to contribute yeah. some way or another.
1: And he's also, you know, I think it also depends on whether you're on the same level or not same level. And I think because now you're at a stage where you're trying to work with folks who are going to be on the same level as you, who are not in your world anymore, like you got to have that flexibility and be open minded that everyone's not going to talk like you or um, receive the message like you.
0: A hundred percent. And so like when I was first listening to him, I was just like, and this is not again, this is not his fault. This is, this is like my Your shit. Your fault. The, the, like the way I grew <laughs> up. Like the only thing I could think about was like, you soft ass motherfucker. You know what I mean? I,
1: I knew what he was going to say as soon as like I heard the tone and the fingers going everywhere. I was <laughs> like, oh, I know where this is going. But I also I'm like, man, I do feel for the other guy though. Because I understand him too. And then I was like, oh yeah, God. Yeah, in this case
0: though, I, I feel like when I look back at it, he, I, he's, it's a life lesson for him in terms of. How I am And it's a life lesson for me And like how other people yeah. are Yeah
1: I think you guys ended well though No like, like yeah. The
0: thing about it is too It's like This podcast is brought to you By BetterHelp Is there something Interfering with your happiness Or preventing you From achieving your goals Well my friends You have not tried better help better help is offline counseling that is just for me and it can be just for you no more waiting around feeling uncomfortable in in in-person therapy i personally have social anxiety so it actually helps that i can access my therapist whenever i want message them at my time because i'm a busy guy but i still need mental clarity and i gotta tell you ever since i've better help let me tell you something man your minds your boy's minds is crispy Here's one of the coolest facts about BetterHelp. Not only is it offline counseling, it's actually more affordable than in- person therapy and guess what BetterHelp has financial aid ready for you if you feel like you can't afford it and i'm telling you right now compared to in-person therapy it's already way more affordable so what are you waiting for visit betterhelp.com genius that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states special offer for for Genius Brain listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash genius. It wasn't anger for no. me. It was more like confusion. Like, yeah. the hell did I do? You know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it made me question myself. Like, hold on a second. Did I do something really fucked up? Did I, am, I, am I fucking up this relationship <laughs> with somebody who's supposed to be a friend and a partner? Uh-huh. Right now, we're partners, but I want to be friends with them because I respect this guy so fucking much. Like
1: yeah, like, you do. I you were, do.
0: Like if if you have yeah. like with me and Mario, I show his stuff to her all the time. I'm He's like,
1: always showing me something. I'm like, who this? Who is this person? It's like it's the person who makes all the g- amazing food, and i was like, okay, yeah. But the question is, do you have relationship with him?
0: I don't, and that's the thing I didn't realize either. Mm-hmm. It's just because I respect him from afar, but I I never really got to converse, sit down, yeah, and let him know that hey, I respect you so much, and I think that I'm doing it by. I never really question what they do when it comes to food, right? Because Mm -hmm. I know for a fact what they produce Mm -hmm. is going to taste amazing. Mm -hmm. That's how much I trust this person's ability.
1: Because of that trust, probably the case is that you don't say much of their ability and their fortes because you trust it so much that it's not even in the picture to have a conversation. You're like, it's already good. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about everything else that we need to work on then.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Like-
1: I've had that situation too.
0: It's odd.
1: Where you're so good at that job that they don't even need to think about it, that they sometimes forget that they need to, like, others need to compliment them so that they know that they're doing the right thing. Even though they, like, for example, like, for myself, like, I know I'm doing my job right. But if no one talks about it while we're going, while we're working on this project that I need to keep applying, sometimes I'm like, is my, like, does my value exist here? Like sometimes Mm. I forget whether I'm doing well or not, but because it's doing so well that people don't need to think about it. They're thinking about everything else or focusing on other things that they forget that, oh yeah, this is still happening. So it's kind of like, you know, kind of like I say like in my company where it's like help, help desk or technology, when the technology is going great, there's no say. But when it's going bad, we're all like, shouting at technology team, I'll help desk be like, dude, this is not working. Why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? But when it's doing well, we never talk to them. And I, sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, we're always going to you when there's issue, but we never come to you to say thank you.
0: Yeah. And it's also because I don't think I ever grew up like that. Like, you know, this, like my, mm. my parents never said good job, right? We just did what we were supposed to do. And you're supposed to take pride in the things that you do well, and you don't need external validation from it. Right? Really, your
1: parents are so affirm, like verbal affirmation, people.
0: No, but not not with tasks, not like
1: uh like given things.
0: Yeah, like I take out the <laughs> trash, I clean up, I give them money when they need it. Mm. That's what I'm supposed to do. This is my duty, right? And Doesn't it makes it and it makes things. and it makes me happy knowing that I could fulfill it. Huh. I don't need them to tell me good job and thank you. I feel good knowing that I did it, right? Uh, I see. So I think that's it's a good and a bad thing, right? It's a good thing for me right? Because I don't need external validation that much. It's Mm. not a completely a hundred percent like that. Like, yeah, would I still be creating all these YouTube videos if it didn't get somewhat views? If I Mm -hmm. wasn't changing some people's lives, I get validation from that as well. But internal validation for me is very, very important, Mm. right? So before I put things out, do I like it first before somebody else does? Mm. And that's what's important, Mm. right? So when I have business partners or when I'm working with people, I, I, but to a fault, I think that, this great quality that I think that I have, they have too. I don't know this.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: So it's like, it's like when I, um, I can do kickboxing, right? Mm-hmm. And then Nick will be like, hey, you got a lot better. Uh, it feels good. But if I look at the video, I think it looks like trash. It eats me up inside. Mm. You know? It makes me feel terrible. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm still not good yet. I've been doing this for two and a half years and I still don't look like, um, like a professional kickboxer, oh my you know? so it's like, what the hell is wrong with me?
1: Maybe starts start with the diet. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: there's like so many other things that that I look seek for in terms of internal validation. That external validation isn't isn't a mm. factor. I think a lot of people, what I'm finding out, need Needs it, they need yeah. external validation a lot, especially from somebody who's in a leadership position. And-
1: Especially someone who's new in leadership, too. I think yeah. that also because it's something new that they want to make sure that they're doing their job right. Mm-hmm. At least for myself, like when I'm in a new position or a new company, you know, I I do like a quick, um, you know, hot check in making sure that I'm on the right path. Yeah. Like I, if there's anything that they it's alerting, you know, I but I make the I make the. I, um, I I I become proactive when it comes to those, making sure that I go to them rather than them coming to me. Because when they come to me and it, I fucked up and I'm like, damn it, I should have like gone to them and so that mm-hmm. I could address it before it happens. Yeah. But that said, like, it makes me feel good or feel at ease when I do get that affirmation. Yeah. So there you're, are a lot of people like me. Just know that. You're dude. on
0: the extreme side, though. You need a lot of verbal affirmation. I do. You need a lot of it.
1: I do, because I feel like I grew up getting false validation. What do you mean? Um, I feel like people gave me verbal affirmation just because they thought I needed it rather than I deserved it. If that makes sense. So, for example, like I grew up, you know, my academic wasn't that great. Not because I'm dumb, I think, but because i moved around so much from like, you know, Korea here, Christian school to non-Christian school. So there was a lot of subjects that I didn't really get to cover everything. Like it went from science to, you know, Christian revolution. So like I didn't, I ended up not finishing the classes. So I ended up failing a lot of tests, but you know, because you're in elementary school and everything, like you're okay to like pass it and move on to the next grade. But because of that, I ended up like failing a lot of classes. Like I couldn't keep up with them. And so um, there was a lot of like concern on that end. And so I knew that I wasn't doing well. And so when I got validation, it felt like it was only to like keep me going rather than I earned it. So I had a lot of like, um, what do you call that? Um, I felt like later on, Especially when I was getting into college that I had to prove myself that I could actually do things on my own. And it was not until I, got, I graduated from UC Berkeley where I felt like, okay, I do deserve this validation now. But prior to that, I felt like I was just like faking everything mm. and somehow getting a, like an easy pass.
0: How come you want me to always give you verbal affirmation?
1: <laughs> because you don't lie. <laughs> that's what you said right you don't lie so when i get it from you i feel like you mean it but i gotta hear it but you don't like to say it a lot so it's it's a dilemma for me
0: well it's weird because like i'll definitely give people like verbal affirmation Mm. if it's it's not because what somebody else does isn't amazing it's if it's amazing to me Mm -hmm. right like somebody could do something that's dope right Mm -hmm. i'll give a great example Mm -hmm. magicians (laughs) <laughs> you know how much i hate magicians
1: why they, why do you they, hate they, it? they,
0: they come up and they're like hey pick a card, see on a hey. car hey. right and i'm just like get the fuck away from me right
1: <laughs> so fun
0: but it's fun to me in the right setting uh-huh. right like when i went to new york and there was a person who was like this ninja restaurant and the mm. person was like hey oh, for yeah. entertainment can we do can i do card tricks this seems fun yeah. I don't like it when we're just chilling, having a conversation with guys, I'm a magician. I'm like, nobody fucking asked me. Hey, like, hey, the fuck, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, You know, it's a little awkward, a little weird, you know? Mm-hmm. But in that kind of sense, it's like, you could show me this cool talent, but if I don't give a fuck about it, I'm not gonna give you verbal affirmation for it. It's very cool, and it's awesome, and it's skilled. But to me, I don't care, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna give that verbal so- affirmation.
1: <laughs> When you don't care, but ask for verbal affirmation. What do you do then?
0: Huh? I give it to you anyways because it makes you smile.
1: Hmm. I've, I've been, learning. but I, I ask for it. I beg for it, though.
0: It, it depends, like you. But you know, it's hard for me because I, the only things, only the only time, I've never gotten verbal affirmation from my parents.
1: You don't think so? Because every time I go to your parents' place, uh, they they always say
0: things like what,
1: like. So glad that you know my sons are providing like financially they're very stable like they're so proud of you that's all I hear every time.
0: Yeah, like to me though, but that's like them saying like how I hear it as it's like this is how my mom says it. Remember when you were younger, I was just afraid that you are going to die, <laughs> you know. But look, you're you're you can provide for yourself, and I'm very and they're very thankful. Like I thank God that. You know, you're able to to provide a living for yourself.
1: Yeah, that's a miracle. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Hey, it's a miracle. Yeah, but
0: you know, when I was younger, I never got any of that. So it's like Uh maybe hearing it now is even awkward. I even told you when my mom says, I love you, yeah, throws me off. She's only been saying telling me I love you in the last like maybe five years.
1: But you guys are so natural with it. I could never say it.
0: It's not natural for me. Like it for her sounds say, very natural. She says, she goes, at the end of the phone call, she goes, oh, I love you, Adele." And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I love you. But when I say it, it feels weird because I never said it verbally But before. you guys
1: kiss each other.
0: Yeah, we did. Th- we showed love uh, other ways, though. Right. But the word I love you wasn't something that we said in our household. Huh. It was only until recently, but before that it was like I would give my mom a kiss, she would give me a kiss, yeah. she give me hugs, but she never said I love you. So ver- the verbal part wasn't there. And for a lot of Asian American kids, the way that parents show love is through what? M- oh, I
1: was like, Did you eat food? <laughs> that doesn't
0: <really> <laughs> Did you have dinner?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: yeah. yeah, moogo.
1: yeah. <laughs> <Daig-up>?
0: <laughs> 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 You know that's how they usually show. It's like always acts of service, acts of service. Yeah. Your mom is an acts of service person. She always wants to give you money. It's almost <laughs> she's a robot. Like with her, you could, I could tell. I see this little twinkle in her eye. She goes, "Oh, I haven't seen my daughter in a while. Here's a hundred dollars." Okay. Well, I she guess. knows she
1: can't give me food because she'll give me bad food. My I, mom is not uh, the typical Korean mom. She she's a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, she I grew up with my grandma. She's funny. And so she didn't really cook in the house. Um, so she knows that that's not gonna be something she's gonna give me. So instead she gives me cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I see her. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, but it's it's yeah, I I also grew up not really hearing that. My dad would say in a funny way, but it wasn't like I don't it's not it's not a casual thing for us to say nor hugging oh that's so awkward
0: yeah she has the worst time trying to hug her parents like watching her hug her parents is like her trying to hug sandpaper but
1: i i love okay excuse me okay can't go that far <laughs> but yes it is pretty hard to like look at um but i i i hung i hunger for it i eat none none again. yearn I yearn for it. I yearn. yearn. I yearn for it. Because when my aunts do it to me or my like friends or something, like I love it.
0: You know what it is? Like from what I've seen from uh, from an outside perspective, I think it's. There was no gradual mm. come up. It's out of nowhere. Mm. Like I was there to witness it. It was. Your parents would say bye. Right. Mm. They would wave. And then it went from waving to. Give me a hug, I miss you. Make these jokes. It's like, where's mm. the, uh, where's the, uh, where's the steps? You know, it's like I think your parents kind of have this thing of they really love you, they really care for you, and they want this type of relationship mm. and they want these emotions and verbal affirmations reciprocated back. But because you were never given that when you were younger, it's very odd to have that relationship with your parents. So mm. like, like with your dad specifically, your mm. dad's super jokey, really goofy, funny guy. Mm. And he want he says, I love you. He wants kisses and hugs, but.
1: It's aggressive for me the way he does it. it there
0: was no, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, you just kind of kicked your ass into a pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. the pool of love <laughs> that's here. That's something he would Boom, totally do actually. Go swim. you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you're drowning in it and it's not comfortable.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, that's a good way of, um. Yeah, visualizing it. Because my funny thing is that my mom and I, we used to hold hands all the time, even Mm -hmm. when I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like, she would hold my hand. When I go to school, she will hold my hand. That was like a thing. If I don't have it, then I can't fall asleep.
0: Hold up. Before we continue, let's talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Babbel, my friends. Oh my God, I made a song for Babbel right now. Babbel, if you want to learn another language, you better get your Babbel on. Yeah, that is unapproved, but I approve it. And I got to tell you right now, bet you want to learn a second language right now, maybe even a third language. My Babbel experience has been great because Babbel teaches me the language the way it's supposed to be spoken not the way that it was taught to me in high school we're talking about practical usage Spanish my friends it's been an uphill journey learning a language is hard but Babbel has made it super muy bien <laughs> don't don't use that as an example as me learning a better language. I'm trying to be funny right now. Muy bien. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lessons plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over a hundred language experts, my friends. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free that's six months for the price of three just go to babble.com and use promo code gb that's b-a-b-b-e-l.com code gb for an extra three months free you don't know when that happened that's so weird you i mean you guys were so probably
1: like puberty middle school you know
0: but even with my parents when when i was going through you know puberty highs i never talked to my mom or dad i hated it i hated it i hated talking to them i hated everything Mm. I didn't want to be around them. Mm. Like I just wanted to do my own thing. And every time I was around them was when we were at the work. So mm. our relationship was based as these people were going to make me work all the time, which mm. they did. I had to work in the businesses. So I was like.
1: Did you kiss her then too?
0: Yeah. Kissed her good night. Kissed her. Uh,
1: even though you hated
0: it? <laughs> I hated hanging out with them. I didn't hate them though. Mm. You know, like I always get my, I remember one time my dad just fucking roasted my ass because I was so tired. And my mom was like. Yeah, whenever we said goodnight, I give my mom a kiss. It was like probably like 12 years old, 11, maybe 11. So I wasn't in junior high yet. I was so tired. I went to give my mom a kiss and I went to give my dad a kiss. And I've never given him a kiss. I, just, I was just exhausted. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, you want to kiss me too? Come here. And I'm like, no! <laughs> <You know>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and my dad was
0: giggling his ass off. I was like, oh, God.
1: Mm. Oh, he made his day. Maybe he was <laughs> waiting for it. He's like, one day he'll come up.
0: No, I'm pretty sure he gave me kisses when I was a little baby, but not as an adult.
1: My dad said that my cheeks got so red when I was a baby because he kissed me so much that mm. it got not swollen, but all red. A little rashes or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know, you know.
0: There is something there though. There's something there for that relationship to have gotten like very overly affectionate to to semi-affectionate, you know.
1: But I mean, that's why I yearn for a verbal affirmation from you.
0: Oh, it's so much, though.
1: What do you mean and it's You're so not. Much? You know
0: what? Actually, I take that back. She's not even as much verbal affirmation. She is acts of service I a am. lot. I. She, so for years, she's <laughs> been telling me, like, I am mainly verbal affirmation and acts of service second. It's actually the other way around. You are acts of service to the fucking max, and then it's verbal affirmation. So I'll, like, one of the things, too, because our relationship, you know, we're working on relationship, we're working on communicating, and I've been telling myself, oh, she's verbal affirmation. I'm like, good morning, whatever, what not. You don't
1: say good morning, I, by the way.
0: Not all the time, but I do a lot more than normal.
1: Oops, once, two weeks. No,
0: good morning. And I do all this I other put, stuff. I
1: put a tally down every week. You know that, <laughs> I go, right?
0: <laughs> I go, hello, whatever, what not, right? I do this stuff, right? And she goes, hi, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. She gets that. In the morning, I go to Cost and Pie. I come back with a croissant. You love <laughs> me? <laughs> so cute. It's like a fucking croissant. And she's like, "Oh my, you're the best." I'm like, I thought you were verbal affirmation. fool I can buy her a croissant, and she's just like, "This man is the man of my dreams." Your acts of service.
1: I said it's both.
0: You, your acts of service is here. Verbal affirmations here.
1: I. I, maybe it has changed because knowing that you don't give me a lot of verbal <laughs> affirmation, I've come to realization, don't expect much of it. But acts of service is something new that you're doing. So I'm like, Oh my 일이야?
0: I feel like I am acts of service always, though.
1: You are, you are. Yeah, like, well, um, you've been more during quarantine, I think. Or recently, like, it's been more because like you've been cooking a lot more and like I've been being fed by you a lot more. Um also, I think I really like it when someone goes out and about and they come back for some and they bring something specific for that for me. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you thought about me this whole time." <laughs> sweet.
0: It's, it's not even <laughs> the whole time. What happens is I met Costco and pie and this is what I think. If I go to Costco and pie <laughs> and I enjoy myself and I come back empty-handed, she's going to feel a certain way. I must bring a croissant for peace offering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there I go. the result is the same <laughs> oh you thought about me
0: you're such a odd, odd person so well. dude it's been such a journey. Like, if you guys are ever, if you ever get into a long relationship, like you think that you'll you'll stop learning about somebody after the first month or two. Oh my god, it's it's, it's a long a long,
1: month or two. That's so short. What do you well, think? Maybe I a am year or whatever. Vanilla, dude,
0: you thought that we would. <laughs> she was like, huh? What kind of fights are we gonna get into? So I know. Little let did me I show know. you, bro We we fought. We'll I'll show you fights, dude.
1: I still remember that day. I was walking towards to your car. I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what we're gonna fight about. Oh my god, I jinxed myself so poorly there.
0: Yeah, but you were such a robot when I met you, though. Like you were, you only had ro- Not in the robot right. in the sense of like you didn't have any emotions. You only had one emotion. It was excitement and happiness. And so whenever you, oh my god,
1: yeah, I was the perfect were, kid.
0: No, you were not because when you weren't <laughs> when you weren't happy, you wouldn't express it, and it would brew inside you. And I could see it in your eyes. Like your face would smile, but your eyes have fire. And I'm like, oh, she's upset. And you're like, and she would do something that would. It hiss me off, which is when I see somebody who's upset and they go, I'm not mad. And then all of a sudden she's just over here, just you see her pick up a cup and the cup is about to shatter. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you just see you see the fucking the pressure cracks in the cup. You, you hear the <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you're mad. And she's like, I'm not mad at all. Why would I be mad? And all of a sudden she just fucking chews on ice. You just hear it. <laughs> I'm like, she she's pissed and she's not telling me she's upset.
1: Well, it's all about Again, this is where I'm, I had to go into David So's personality, David So's world, expressing the way he likes me, wanted me to express, which is just freaking yell if you want to yell. And I'm like, I'm not used to yelling. I don't yell at anyone. This is not the way I fight. This is not the way I argue. And no one ever triggers me like this. So yes, I had some trouble expressing my emotion because you were pushing buttons that I was never de- that that was never dealt with. And again, he's like, if you're mad, just freaking voice up or like say it, scream, yell. And I'm like, that is not me. But, you know, I, I adjusted my on my end, got into Davis, Ron and yell. And he's like, there you go. I'm like, well, this is not fun. Not fun at all. And now all he hears is me yelling at him.
0: Now she just does it too much. I need to pull it back just a little bit.
1: <sighs> he it just he ne- he's never satisfied. What am I supposed to do, huh? I'm
0: I'm I'm a very satisfied person. I just swing on a tree all day.
1: I know. It's this freaking swing I made. What the heck?
0: You just need to go out there and swing on the tree.
1: It's too hot right now.
0: Oh my God, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, dude? You're talking about I'm never satisfied. She literally just contradicted herself right now.
1: <laughs> I will do it once I have the time.
0: You will have time soon though.
1: I hope so. That it's is the goal.
0: It's going to be very fun.
1: Swing? No, just
0: just having time for yourself. Like, I feel very fortunate that I have... Honestly, I could probably work a little more right now.
1: Dude. uh, So, the swing is actually (laughs) in front of my um, (laughs) office, my room. And there's a huge window. And all I see during the day is David swinging outside. As I'm stuck in the room, I'm like, Wow, this guy is very fortunate. And I come out and I'll be like, I'm so tired. He's like... Me too. I was just swinging (laughs) outside.
0: What the freak? I was swinging all day.
1: But you know, I mean, you know what? Good for you, I have to say. You do that and yet you still do your job. And you still get the income that you need to do whatever you need to do. I mean, I definitely... There you
0: go. You know, I've been thinking about this recently too. It's like... I feel like sometimes I worked so damn hard, I almost handicapped myself. Where I feel like um, work sometimes scares me because I'll get into this fervor where it's just overload. Mm. Boom, go, 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 mm. go, go, go. Like when I quit JK News, I was like, game on. <laughs> and then I, it, was, it was work city uh-huh. out and about all the time working, new content, building a new podcast. You know, so, sell the thriller yeah. show. I did, a, I did, I worked, I went, I auditioned, got that indie film. I did the, the Wish yeah. Dragon thing. You know, oh, yeah, which was,
1: he got he got a role in there. Oh, we didn't even know,
0: yes. Yeah, I mean, this is a sidetrack story, but I so a while back I did uh, I was on this role doing voiceover work, right? And I, I still have a, a voiceover agent right now, I haven't gone to audition a lot just because I'm not really feeling it, but I do have a knack for it,
1: mm-hmm. I have
0: a really good knack for it, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that until I started auditioning, and um. I got brought in to do voiceover work for uh, a film called The Wish Dragon. It's actually out on Netflix right now. And I have a small spot. I am (laughs) the voice of a construction worker. So actually, I got brought in to do voices for literally every male character in that film. So I actually did like modeled and voiced like the jokes and a lot of the stuff for these characters in the film. And it was any kind of male character in there, I did the voice for. But they only kept one. And it was the construction worker. And then other people you know, came mm-hmm. in and into the other voices. But it was really, it's a really cool experience. But one of the things is like, oh, I want to be in an animated film. And I actually thought that I, I he didn't use any of my voices. Mm-hmm. and He used one of them.
1: Do you still want to try it out?
0: I think it's very fun. Voice work for me though. It's extremely fun, It's but fun, huh? it's not, um, I don't want to say that it's not challenging, but it's it's just fun stuff. I don't want to make a career out of it because I enjoy it so much. You know, it's just uh. really, really cool to do. Uh. I can sit around and do voices all day. And even when I was in that, first of all, the director for Wish Dragon, he was so awesome. Mm. He was number one. He made the the space super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, he allowed me to be creative. He worked with was me he Asian. He's a white dude. Yeah, Guy was super fun to work with. And actually Wish Dragon is a really good animated film. Like I was- Oh shot. really, yeah. I have yet to see it. We should watch it together, I'll watch it again. <laughs> yeah, but okay. it was it's really cool, man. And like I, yeah, like during this time I was hustling really hard and the Wish yeah. Dragon was one of them and they kept one of my voices. So I have a voice acting credit now in, a, in an animated film by Sony, which God. is really fun. You
1: have credits in so many places. It's huh? like these
0: random check marks yeah. that I'm creating, you know?
1: Seriously. Ruth. Yeah.
0: It's
1: on your bucket list too.
0: Yeah, and it's done now. <laughs> Even if it's small, it's like, cool.
1: I mean, so you've, you know, as I'm sitting, uh, as I'm stuck in my cell (laughs) working away, and I see outside, and David's just swinging there. And then he comes around, he's like, Yeah, I'm tired too. I just, I was just swinging outside. (laughs) I'm like, Damn, I want your life. But, and then I'm thinking about what he did in the past and how much his body fluctuated. I think that shows stress. And I was like,
0: It's hard, man. Like, that
1: was a hard, hard adventure or no, hard time that you went through and I'm like
0: but it was fine. Also, it was also hard for us too though like when I t when you focus everything on work everything falls to the wayside
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's hard to do anything else because the 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 stress level from it that stress level scares me like i hate thinking that my life is going to be me stuck in a room mm-hmm. again just creating content 24/7 reading comments, looking at the likes, doing the, what else do I do next? Who am I going to collaborate with next? Mm-hmm. What's the next meeting I'm going to do? Should I be in another film? Should I start auditioning again? Thinking about the stuff stresses me out. I did this for so fucking long. Are and you I know, still
1: thinking like that?
0: I refuse to. It's in the back <laughs> of my head though. Uh-uh. You know, I, like I could do it again. You know, people are like, oh, why don't you create these YouTube videos again? Because it's hard. Mm-hmm. People don't understand too sometimes like the type of content that I create that people liked used to eat at me. To sit here have an opinion about every serious topic in this world mm. somehow make it funny mm. and I'm glad it does great things for everybody else but I had to think about myself too mm. like it like when all this stuff too that I did for you know uh Asian American hate you know Black Lives Matter which is stuff that's very very important to me mm-hmm. and the like. People are sending me new articles every day. Can you do a video about this one? Can you do a video about this one? It's like, dude, there's a trade-off here. It's my sanity. Mm. It kills me. It eats me inside. It makes me exhausted. It makes me hate the world.
1: Is it because there's always a negative article? It's a
0: negative article. Mm. It makes me hate people. I can't hate people.
1: What if you do the opposite? Look into more positive Well, I articles. am.
0: That's why a lot of these, I'm doing this thing where I'm featuring artists now. Like people who don't know them.
1: Because uh, 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 it's
0: like, hey, if I'm going to sit here and people want me to trash on things, well, I'm going to uplift people that I feel like deserve spotlight. I did this guy, Ruben. I did this guy, other, other guy named Jason Chenney.
1: How do you feel about that?
0: It makes me feel good. Like mm. sometimes too, like I know it might not get a lot of views, mm. but it'll get like whatever, 40,000 listens on Spotify. And
1: There's a purpose that's there's a purpose. for a better reason.
0: Exactly. It'll be like 50,000 people that never knew them before. Mm. So why not? Yeah. You know, go away it's
1: like um you know my friend debbie
0: mm-hmm.
1: um she does she makes she's a sushi chef like you were I think you were you this was during the pandemic time how you know you were thinking of like yeah I want to help out like small business and then um her name came around and then you were like yeah let's just do it for fun and then I mean bless her she works really hard but you know thanks to you too like her name really got out there and she's so successful and I was like, damn, this is actually really cool because I did see you a lot doing, you know, that's your thing. It's like bringing like negative articles or like weird like articles where you make them, you make fun of them and then also bring a lesson out of it. But then you're just like, no, I just want to do something that I like to do that doesn't have to do anything with the world. You did this and...
0: Yeah, that makes me you feel really felt, good.
1: Yeah, you because I was like, oh, hey, you know, she's doing really well. Like everything is sold out and like you don't really express it, but then you're like, Fuck, that's a like you. I could tell that when you heard that, and you see the result, and also how much hard work she puts into her job. Yeah, like because, you feel so satisfied. I oh, saw that on your face,
0: especially for for somebody like her, and even the guy Ruben and. Mm. Jason, like they're very prolific at what they do. This podcast is brought to you by IP Vanish. Are you browsing the web? Are you watching something online? Or maybe you're simply reading something. Well, guess what? Your stuff is not encrypted with a virtual private network. And guess what? People have been snooping on all the freaking stuff that you've been watching, and you've been doing innocent things, but that doesn't matter because nobody should be up in your business. Everybody uses a VPN, and I use IP Vanish because they are the best. Davis So, stamp of approval. Put it on your forehead. Bam. Brand you like a filthy, filthy cow. I love cows, though. Here's everything you get with IP Vanish. You get an anonymous IP address. This means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anyone on the web. You can circumvent any online censorship get protection when using public wi-fi and you get 24 7 support so go to ipvanish.com brain and claim your 65% savings they have plans starting at just 349 or 3149 a year this is the time to sign up with our discount and their current promotional offerings you can get a vpn for 65% off their usual offering ipvanish is the best of the best even rated 4.7 out of 5 on TrustPilot, and that's with more than 6,000 reviews Show these guys some love They're repeat sponsors Baby Remember It's IPVanish.com Slash Brain To get the deal And start protecting yourself Online And And they don't play a game that allow them for, for people to see who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes in this, in this space because you have to do crazy, stupid shit for people to notice you. Yeah. You can't just be talented. You can't just be good at what you do. You can't, you can't just work on your craft and people have people respect you for it. So it's like, well, if I have the platform to go in and talk shit, I can do the opposite. Mm. So when Debbie did really well, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Right. When I have Nick and Alex on and then Nick gets uh, clients and he makes more money from getting clients and stuff mm. and people come to him they recognize him makes me feel good you know this is the type of stuff that i enjoy like i might i might be really good at trashing people but the stuff that makes me happy is affecting people in a positive way and i could start doing with this small circle of people i'm not going to be on this space forever mm. i i know this about myself i mm. don't the reason why i will never be that great in entertainment is cuz i don't like entertainment <laughs> like, what do you mean like i don't enjoy attention Uh, like I like saying whatever I want and doing what I do. But the outcome of that is that I get to make a great living. I make a connection with these people. However, I don't yearn to be recognized for the rest of my life. When somebody looks at me and goes, hey, you're washed, doesn't affect me. They go, oh, you're like, you're not as famous as you used to be. I'm like, good.
1: (laughs) uh, Someone says that?
0: You know, if somebody did say that, Uh, which uh, is true, like I'm not nowhere near as as famous as I was before because I don't put out as much. I don't create videos like that. Mm. It doesn't affect me, though, because my purpose is different.
1: What's your purpose now?
0: It's just creating whatever that it is.
1: Mm. And if
0: it gets recognized, it gets recognized. Mm. The food stuff makes me feel good because it's effort that we as a group of people did to put together. And when people walk away, they're happy. Mm. They take this drink, they enjoy it, and it makes them happy. That's what makes me happy. Soft serve's the same way. People grab the soft serve, they eat it, it makes me happy. One of the hardest things that I had to do with the first serve spot were people who were food bloggers that wanted to come in just so they could take a picture and they threw away my software. Mm. That shit used to piss me off.
1: But what if that off. made them happy?
0: I don't know if it made them happy. They didn't smile. They, just, <laughs> they go, click, They didn't even try it, and they threw it in the garbage can. Oh. It was like they literally spit on my face. And I was just like, oh, motherfucker, whatever.
1: So you want them to be happy consuming that product
0: or at least give it a try
1: (laughs) give it a try
0: you know and that was hard you know but it is what it is like i can't tell people how to live their life but if they came in and they took whatever they could do whatever they want with it but this is the the, like my drive in life is just to figure out how to be happy now the
1: goal is to be happy as
0: the goal is to be happy now i just have to match my work ethic and drive with it because right now i think i feel a little guilt because I'm i'm playing a little too much and not working hard enough but
1: why do you feel that guilt
0: Because I know how much more I can do.
1: But will that make you happy? I don't know. (laughs) Are you happy now?
0: I'm pretty damn happy. But I I feel like uh, still there's a part of me because I I like working hard that Mm -hmm. I might look back and say, I should have done a little more, Mm. you know, because I don't want to live with regret either. But mm. then I think, well, I regret that I worked too much and I didn't play enough. <laughs> you know? mm. I'm like, oh fuck. So it's just like it's it's it, you know what it is. It's first world problems. Apologies. It's fucking that first. Is, that it's is fucking, so true. It's fucking bitch ass first world problems. You know that I didn't have before because before it was like me wanting to pay my bills and cover my ass. Mm. Like I I I told you about this. The first apartment that I moved in when I when I was in Pasadena mm. was this small little spot that I paid like 200, 300 bucks a month, and then my my manager, slash my cousin, paid the other part of it. He paid the utilities. All I do was pay for my food. And the rest of the money, I bought this desk at Walmart, This that was on sale for $100, that was fucking rickety as shit. Mm-hmm. I had this box spring, and this mattress that my parents bought from Sacramento, that I mm-hmm. slept on. Had one bed sheet, one blanket, one pillow. That's it. I wore free t-shirts and basketball shorts all the time.
1: <laughs> and that hasn't changed. Yeah,
0: and now I have shirts that I buy instead basketball shorts, but that's about no. it.
1: I um, mean, it's, you know, interesting. Cause now you're at a stage where maybe because you've gone through that, that you want more of the comfort, you are willing to pay for that comfort. Cause like, you know me, mean? Like I kind of, I didn't grow up in a poor environment, but like, I grew up just like not necessarily needing to have like quality over Quantity or anything like if there's a floor I'll just sleep there like I'm really I remember in college <laughs> in Berkeley my roommates I forgot a, I, for, I forgot my keys to the apartment so I ended up falling asleep in front of the apartment and my roommate saw me and she's like what are you doing I'm like I fell asleep I forgot my keys <laughs> so I could fall asleep anywhere like I'm very like I could get by wearing like a shirt for 10 years like even though like people You know, it Mm -hmm. might not – like, I'm so, like, practical in that kind of sense. So, like, when I go on a trip, like, I could go and get, like, the most, like, small space Airbnb. And also maybe because I'm petite. But for you, you're like, if we're going to go somewhere, it better be comfortable. And I'm like, damn, he got some, like, very expensive taste here.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not even expensive, it's relative to what I make, right? So it's like-
1: But yeah, like you're like, I'm not going back to that stage. Like if I could provide it myself, I'm gonna utilize it. Yeah,
0: and it's like, it's very few and far between because what do I do? Do I buy clothes? Do I buy shoes anymore? Like what do I buy? Anymore. Like I don't don't really do any of that (laughs) stuff. Now what I do is I buy stuff from Costco all the time, which is food, snacks. That's where my money goes. You know, I even stop buying equipment. I don't care about this stuff anymore. Now it's just like, if I get into a hobby, I buy things. And then I use I make sure I use the shit out what of it.
1: What is your latest hobby now? Washing cars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like he once he's into something, he will buy the full package. It's not even like, oh, let me try one thing. It's like, no, let me have the full package. I go to the garage, I'm like, what the heck? Well, our garage turned into a
0: Hey, tell me, a, me how nice my car is. Though. I mean,
1: it's great. Like he does, he definitely does his homework and gets an A plus on his test. I gotta admit that. So that's the good thing. I'm like, at least he's using it. But let's see how many times you actually use it. I <laughs> uh, will
0: well I have to use it a minimum of at least. Three times you said? Five five times to make five it times? worth it. Okay. Right.
1: Three more times on yours, two times on mine.
0: Yeah. Well now that I've already clay barred, right? I clay barred it. What the I heck sealed does it that mean? and I waxed oh. it. I don't have to do that again for another two, three months. So now when I wash it, it's just going to be a wash and soap and then a spray sealant, and that's it. And that's fast. The reason why the first wash took so long is because I had to sh- strip all the impurities off the car and then reseal it on top of the clear coat. So that's the part that takes long. The three or four washes after are fast. It's just soap, water, dry it mm. off, sealant. That's it. So
1: promising that you'll actually clean my car too?
0: Oh, your car's going to be fast. Your car's half the size of my car. Yeah. So I got it. Don't Thank worry. You. <laughs> Don't worry at all
1: Okay When yeah. is this gonna happen You said uh, Wednesday Wednesday Yeah okay.
0: Monday Tuesday I have stuff to do But okay. um. But going back to what I was saying With the whole like Remembering that That whole apartment Like I Oh yeah yeah Like, like I know I remember that You know It's mm-hmm. like That small apartment and just working all the fucking time, scared that I wasn't gonna be able to pay my bills. Uh That's what I remember every fucking time. And I remember Uh I told you about like how sometimes it's hard for me to hear other people complain about all these small things in life Uh because I'm very grateful. I like to look at how grateful I am to do what I do, Mm -hmm. right? Because no matter how stressed I get at work, I never say I hate what I'm doing, right? I never said I hate my job. I don't say any of this stuff, right? Because Mm. I feel very blessed that I have a paycheck. Because mm-hmm. I was always scared. You know what my, my dude, my first girlfriend used, you got so scared one time because I told her, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna quit college and I am just gonna go on a bus, grab my <laughs> shit, and this just hit every fucking comedy club until somebody knows who the fuck I am. Mm. That was my goal. Mm. Like I literally didn't care. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck safety, fuck certainty. I'm I just wanna be happy doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So now the fact that I get to do what I'm doing now and still make somewhat of a living off of it blows my mind. Every day I wake up and I'm like, dude, this is a house. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have a I have a podcast room. I was mm-hmm. able to do all this other stuff that wasn't even ca- I wasn't even capable of. Like it wasn't it wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. There was that Japanese restaurant I told you about, Matsuri. Matsuri was the sushi restaurant that was walking distance from my very first apartment and I only ate there every now and then because I could barely afford to eat there. Now I went back that I look at the menu and I'm like, this stuff is not that expensive. Like this is stuff that I would pay any day.
1: Yeah, you upgraded yourself, which a lot. is
0: kind of crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. I was eating cup ramen, I was eating all this other stuff just because I wanted to save money. I remember the first paycheck that I got from YouTube, the paycheck after that, and how much how much money each one was, and it blew my fucking mind. Till this day, it still blows my mind. It blows my mind that during pandemic, my mom was like, oh, "We can't open up the store for the next two months." I went, "Cool, here's six grand."
1: You gave him only six grand.
0: That's how much she asked. Well she actually uh, she, she,
1: asked for it. Well, she, she
0: asked for like a, like a thousand or 2000 like that but I was like well no take this you know I want them to know that they're okay that even if they whatever happens I can still take care of them so this is like the world that I live in and I always talk about this and people might get sick of it but I always talk about having being grateful for what you have even then when I was broke as shit going to matsuri I was grateful that I had a paycheck enough to even eat at matsuri mm. right
1: so are you grateful
0: yeah, that's why I'm swinging on a swing. It's cuz I'm happy. It's like, yo, this is crazy. And I I never know how long this stuff is going to last, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm very fortunate enough that things have been getting better. I I have been getting more opportunities. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I don't know if it's going to be like this 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, but that's why I'm making sure that I'm covering my ass.
1: I'm jealous of you. I wish I could be like that, but I'm not. I'm like the opposite.
0: <laughs> it's
1: I'm not. I mean, I'm grateful for The fact where I am in terms of like my career, but I am not happy. So that's the problem for me. Like, I wanna swing out there, but I can't. My goal is to swing out there, (laughs) but I can't.
0: It's hard. It's scary, though, right? My Mm. my mom upset it, but my mom was like, I remember when I was just working all the time, right? And my mom saw how just exhausted I was. I would come home, go to Sacramento.
1: You would be asleep. 14
0: yeah. hours knocked out. And she's like, what the hell are you doing <laughs> over there? Why is it that every time you come to Sacramento, you could barely keep your eyes open? I'm like, right. it's quiet here. I don't, I'm not working. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And she was like, what are you saving this money for? Like, what is, are you going to take this with you? You're going to die one day. She was like, who cares? She goes, I have worked my job working. I was, I helped your dad at the church. I worked at the store 70, 80 hours a week all this other stuff everybody looks at me like oh my god you're so tired like you you work so hard she goes i don't know what who they're pitying i i'm happy i've never complained about my life i never complained about going to work i'm happy when i get to go to work i mm-hmm. get to see these customers that have supported our business for years mm-hmm. this is joy i have a roof over my head yes. i have two healthy sons what is there for me to complain about so when people talk to me about not, you know, their their life sucks. I really do believe it's perspective because look at my parents. Mm-hmm. They've, dude, my dad had so many bad things happen to him. I could do like 8,000 podcasts about my dad's bad luck, mm-hmm. but he's never ever complained about life. That's what's crazy to me. And I think it's very important to people to know for mm-hmm. people who do have kids out there, because my parents never complained about their life, I never complained about mine.
1: Good for you. Because I never saw
0: it. I never saw it growing up. It wasn't an example they put in front of me. My, my, mm. never once in my life, my mom and dad said, I hate my life. And I seen them fight each other. I mm. seen them throw shit, break shit. I seen them almost get divorced multiple times. Mm. I seen my mom run out barefoot saying that she's going to walk back to Korea.
1: Oh my <laughs> but God. But even
0: through all that, the next day, she never complained about life. Mm. She was like, she moved on from it and then she was happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether she was doing it for us or for herself, mm-hmm. but this is words that she told me. She goes, no matter what we went through, no matter how poor we were, I was always grateful that I was alive. So what are you working so hard for? So this mm-hmm. is why I don't like people who aren't grateful. I am around certain people in my life right now that they're slowly getting cut off because no matter how great they live their life, mm-hmm. how much money they make, how, 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 how even for an outside perspective, how everybody else sees it, they always find a fucking reason to complain about something. Life is never good enough. Those people can get the fuck away from me because mm. they're going to be like that for the rest of their life. Mm. Every time we hang out. Oh, my God. This is what's wrong with this. Oh, my God. What is this? And in my mind, I know these people. I'm like, bitch, I've known you <laughs> since you were. You had fucking nothing. How dare, <laughs> dare you, you complain? Mm. How dare you? You were a fucking nobody.
1: What are they complaining? Is it that they're not doing is it complain about themselves or complain about everything
0: what? themselves their personal lives relationships how much money they have the way their house is the way their the way their apartment is the everything mm-hmm. and just life is never good enough. Can't be around people like that. If you can't appreciate the stuff that you have around you that means you can't appreciate me, you can't appreciate our friendship and it's been like that since the since the dawn of time. I've seen mm. that with personal relationships growing up and I won't let let people like that around me because that shit when we have kids they'll bring that around our kids. You <sighs> will never bring that shit around my kids.
1: I like to be, I like positive world. I like optimistic world. I like I like that. I don't like to be in the negative world.
0: That's why I like that's why you see my friends are all weird, but they're all very positive.
1: They're very free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you notice With money or no money, they're all very just free. Carefree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They get their shit done. They work hard, whatever. I'm
1: like, damn, what a life.
0: But they don't complain. Even some of the ones now that don't may not have everything. You don't see them complain. They were always laughing, having a good time, trying to figure our ways out. Mm. I need that type of energy in my life.
1: Interesting. Like my friends and I, we talk about, we talk about value, like how that's like, that could be, that could make us unhappy. Mm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's like the current, it's just, uh, issue for me right now in my circle is like, what is our value? Are we being undervalued? And if so, how can we break out of this so that we are not feeling unhappy or unsatisfied?
0: I think one of the biggest things too, that I figured out that a lot of us have a problem with is the idea that failure is not an option. Failure is always an option. Like, failure is something that we're all so scared of. I'm scared of that shit constantly. Yeah. And every day I have to tell myself to shut the hell up.
1: But you're scared of not having... But you, aren't you always worried, though?
0: I'm always worried. All yeah. the time. That's why I take CBD. <laughs> it's like...
1: Oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah. My friend told me that... I didn't realize this until my friend told me. I I say the word failed a lot for myself and... My friend was telling me how Becky, actually, she was telling me how uh, <laughs> Yo,
0: Becky's so funny.
1: Becky's like, you know, you should really not use that word for yourself. Cause that's like, she was talking about how there's a study of using that word really gets your mind get stuck. There's like no space for you to learn or to grow because you just put a dead end to it. And I was like, okay. and didn't, and I just kind of moved on. And then like, it kind of got stuck in my head of that. I was like hmm, I wonder if that's doing something to my mental side.
0: And I, I, I mean, for sure it does. But yeah. we, remember I talked about this too and we had this conversation that uh, she may be a very bubbly, happy person, but sometimes like when these... Problems happen in the road where things don't work out the way that she wants it to. She beats herself up a lot. It's always like, I can't believe I did it this way. Why did I do this? I'm so dumb. This is stupid. Like (laughs) you say this stuff a lot.
1: To myself. Yeah, I do And out
0: loud. (laughs) I hear it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. A lot. And remember what Becky says? She goes, (laughs) so Becky is an elementary school teacher. She goes, you know, You shouldn't say that stuff about yourself. Be nicer to yourself. You
1: sound sound like my students right now. It's like, I can't do anything. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I can't do anything after a small little thing. And she's like, you know, you sound just like my student right now. I was like, well, great.
0: And I'm the opposite. I go like, what the fuck? Like, don't. He's like, what are you, a little punk ass bitch? Just do this shit. Like, just fucking figure it out figure this shit out, do it, figure it out, figure it out. If you Mm -hmm. can't do it, find somebody else who can. If that person can't do it, find somebody else who can. Just figure it out, figure it out. This
1: is where I think like how you grow up really does matter because let's just say, I probably have a great record of failing (laughs) growing (laughs) up. (laughs) Like I probably have a great like permanent record of me failing. And that's why I had to prove myself that I'm not a failure. And I, you know, graduated and got into a college without anyone's help and Graduated on time with that, without anyone's help. So I was like, okay, I'm not a failure after all. But, you know, like 10, 15 years of that kind of mentality, and you do end up failing on something afterwards, like it does get hit me really hard. I'm like, of course, Marielle, you could, you, that's why you always fail on other things. So it's like, I thought I grew up in a very like free spirit world but the more i'm seeing myself the more i'm catching like understanding who i am really like how you are raised and what you hear of yourself and what you tell yourself is so important because i did not think that that would be the issue like i never thought i would have to think about oh my god it's because of this or like the word fail would be such a a huge like trigger
0: (laughs) i think the one time i made her really upset is because like she used to always say to me that, oh, I I used to be a very bubbly person before I met you or whatever, whatnot." Yeah. And I told her, I was like, that's funny because I think the opposite. I actually think you're a very negative person. Remember how you said that? I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. And then when I looked at it, I was like, you're actually one of the more negative people that I've met. It's because of the way you speak to yourself. Like, mm. I fail. But I'm like, damn, girl, hella negative. <laughs> yeah, but in your mind, how you perceive yourself was like. I'm hella positive. Just like for me yeah. over here, I'm like, no, I'm in my business sense. I'm like, no, I'm right. Like, I'm just saying stuff. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Like, maybe I'm kind of an asshole in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, maybe I've always been kind of this asshole. You
1: have. I've been telling you since like, day <laughs> one. I'm like, you're so mean. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, ah. But that said, like, I'm I'm actually very positive and optimistic to others. I think that's it's yourself. Just, yeah. yeah.
0: And that's the side I get to see all the time. So. Yeah,
1: that's the thing you witness all the time.
0: Yeah, so it's just always so like, yo, why is this girl beat herself up so much? It's not even like something, Something, yo, this that's shit was...
1: stupid. Huh? It's I, so stupid. Did I say stupid? No, I said it's so stupid. Oh, <laughs> but uh,
0: like, for example, <laughs> this is the funniest shit, dude. And I can't help but laugh sometimes because I... It, Steve always coined this term, it's like sitcom wife. And you're my sitcom wife.
1: Like, mm-hmm.
0: So she created this pretty dope DIY coffee table. Right, and I actually liked the coffee table a lot. Right, Uh and I was I was like, okay, because it's it's I like practicality. It has a lot of storage. It was very inexpensive to make, and it rolls around on wheels. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to create an ottoman on top. It was whatever, but now it's in the backyard. But because she got a better coffee table, in her opinion, (laughs) and so she creates this stuff, and then she drills these holes, drills these screws in, (laughs) and she got like these two inch screws. (laughs) The plywood is about an inch thick. And it's shooting up. She created this death trap, right? <laughs> and I look at it and I'm like, hey, we can... And I started Googling stuff like how to get rid of nails that come out. And I was like, oh, we could just get uh, like a, a electric... You know what
1: he said? He's like, we could just sigh. I'm like... You're telling me to saw a steel here?
0: <laughs> you can. So, I
1: know, but that's so much work.
0: Yeah, and then you know what she said to me? This this is the shit where I was like, <laughs> this conversation is not going anywhere. She goes, she goes, what? I like it like that. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> you Wait, about- did I really say yes. that? You're like, I oh. like it like that. I was like... Excuse me. She goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy these clear plastic boxes and cover it up. And I don't know why she thought that covering these spikes, shooting out of a coffee table like a death trap was smart by covering it with clear plastic so we could still see the screws. And she goes, I like it like that. I'm like, yo, this girl just doesn't want to be wrong right now. And see, I,
1: it's that part where in my head I'm like mario you're such an idiot you got an inch thick wood and why would you get a two inch nail
0: you want to hear something hella funny so before you built that table right you had the <laughs> screws on there right i told yeah. her this she had these like long ass screws so me and becky saw it and we're like i think we have to get her smaller ones we i replaced it with shorter screws <laughs> and you looked at it and you went these aren't the right ones and <laughs> you moved it then you
1: got the longer
0: ones i was like god damn it you know what's funny
1: i couldn't find the longer one so i was like huh maybe it's this one i'm like no i know i got the longer one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i was trying to like because when she creates diy stuff if i put my input in it it bothers her right Maybe not so much now, but then it was a problem. So, you probably
1: saw this. Yeah. So
0: I was like trying to do it in a way where I don't say anything, but help her out, right? But then over, she was like, nah, it's supposed to be these ones. You it, know, must, I,
1: it must come out of the wood. That's how I like it, David.
0: I was shocked. I was like, yo, she refuses to be wrong on this one. But then after she just goes like, "Oh my, like, I can't do it. I hate this. And shit, the saddest thing. She's sitting on the floor. She's trying to stain the table, right? But it wasn't uh, the right stain. And she goes this is so ugly. <laughs> She's like, sad painting this table. <laughs> I, 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 I hate this. <laughs> She's sitting here like a five-year-old. Just like, it's so, I don't like it. She's <laughs> painting a table. It's just so sad. Oh my God, <laughs> Why am I oh my god! Yeah.
1: Oh my god! do you have napkins <laughs> or tissues? Oh my god! <laughs> I remember
0: that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here just in what? awe, like this woman's world is destroyed from this DIY table.
1: Oh my god! You're like, I'm like, you're like, you like first the right screws
0: up. and then the colors not right. I should just throw this away. And I'm like, it looks good. We just gotta saw <laughs> the things. So I think that really ticked me off. I was like, you gotta saw these down. Are you kidding me?
1: Oh my god! But do I have black marks all over? No, 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 okay, no, you go Oh my God! It's so funny. <laughs> <gasps> oh. That's the thing, I am very bad with instructions.
0: <laughs> but the crazy thing is, she's not. You're good at step-by-step things. It's your job, You're a cor- everything is organized. But when it comes to creating things, right, you go, mm-hmm. man, fuck these rules. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm just, I get anxiety. I'm like, what makes you think you know better? Then the video that you're watching that's telling you how to do this. Yeah. Cause what you'll do, I see it all the time. She'll watch a video, like 20%. She goes, Got it. And then she starts going. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, hold on a second. Just. <laughs> and then she's wondering if she gets upset that it didn't work out. She goes, I don't understand why this happened this way. I was like, because you're always 20%
1: of the video. I, it's true. I'm like, I'll figure it out. Yeah.
0: And you're like, it's not working. And then you're sitting down painting all set. <laughs> <laughs> so funny! So I never
1: learn in that sense. I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out. I don't like reading instructions.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh my god! My tears just.
0: Oh, well, guys, off. that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I hope you learned so much. I learned a lot today. I learned that I'm a fucking asshole, and uh, that's I'm, I'm, all learning, I'm learning how to be better with that. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah, I I, I I owed my uh my buddy an apology, and I apologized, and I said that he was right, which was true. So, yeah, we're all learning every day, man. Uh, you can see Mariel at Mariel underscore underscore songs. Scor- 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 Mariel underscore underscore song at, uh, <sighs> on Instagram. And you could check out My Harmony. It's a story. My Harmony.
1: My underscore.
0: Har- <laughs> I harmony. My Harmony. My story. underscore Harmony. She's working on this children's book about her grandmother. And I'm putting it out there because I'm putting pressure on her to finish it up. So uh, yes. check that out. And then Genius Brain every Thursdays and Sundays, and we'll see you all next time. Peace.